0: Ladies, gentlemen, everything in between, welcome, one and all, to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza, episode 76. Today, we will educate you the way in which we always do. We're going to be talking about the recent dub over Newcastle United in the FA Cup, and then we'll follow up by uh, speaking briefly about the upcoming match to Crystal Palace, as usual, I have with me the two usual suspects in the casa today. They're in the cut again, ladies and gentlemen. To start, the bumptious Brighton boy who is, for now, the lovely London local lad. However, he is going back to his uh, home of Brighton. Well, a temporary home of Brighton. I guess he's he's on loan in Brighton. Um, hmm. he's, he's, going, he's going back soon. Alfie, bumptious Brighton boy, how are you doing today?
1: What are you saying, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'm decent. I'm decent. I normally in this bit when you sort of introduce me, I have some like planned thing. I'm normally gonna say um, this week is that I banged out the uh, the the drunk cast last night. Mm. Um, the first time I've listened to it since I had to go through the audio of editing that two and a half hour roller coaster. Yeah, um, the last half an hour is truly unlistenable, <laughs> like unlistenable. If that's a word it's like it's, it's, it's honestly it's, it's disastrous um and then i spent ages listening to all the ends to see what songs we've used so far there were some weird ones i completely forgot we used um and i ended up getting a migraine so that was great um so <laughs> the yeah, arsenal yeah, uh, podcast
2: effect <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> but at least i got to see the progress and see that we've come a long way so yeah big up um but yeah good win the other day, we sang Daniel.
0: Yeah, uh, it was a good win. And I'm actually still not all the way through the drunk cast somehow. Oh my God, that's just how long it was. Folks, if you haven't listened, it's over two hours long. And if you could somehow mm. get yourself all the way through it, I mean, round of applause for you because it is <laughs> an utterly hellacious listen. That's how I would describe it. Um, Rob, Bob, Bert, the man with the versatile name, Bertha, you are back as well. How are you doing today?
2: How are we doing, guys? Um, well, as Alfie usually has something prepared every week, I'm usually get stuck in the helpless position of never planning anything to say when Daniel asks me how I am. It's always a scramble on the spot, and and then I say something pretty stupid. But this week, uh, I have something, and uh, to those who uh, listen loyally, um, this is some good news. Um... As many of you know, Alfie and Daniel regularly cite the US office on this show. And um, (laughs) I'm delighted to announce that I have commenced said series uh, since it's return to Netflix in the UK. And uh, I will soon enough be able to understand every single joke they make about the show. So a big announcement there. Wow. Beautiful.
0: Welcome. Rob announced.
1: I just want to say... uh it's About time, <laughs> but also, Daniel, you seem really uh, low beat again as the presenter. Do I? Hold on, as I said, as I said in the drunk cast, I'm used to your erraticism. Good point. Um, maybe you're just tired from your first day of, of uni. Yeah, yeah, it was my
0: first day of uni, and uh, I have basically been sitting in the same chair that I'm sitting in right now, um, for about four and a half hours now. So, um, okay. my butt muscles are starting to get. Um, ain't antsy, you know, they're like, what are we doing? Mm. Let's get up. Let's move. Let's get crack-a-lacking. Um, but yeah, mm. I, th- I think I I'm just, just a little tired performance on this podcast. No, you know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to step away for a second. Give me one moment. I'm going to do this.
2: Great radio, this. I, do you understand this is a podcast? I just, like a, yeah, a yeah well, I just, what I just,
0: I um, just, by the way, can I just say, I'm actually wearing Dunder Mifflin pajama pants, like not even joking. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, know, uh, no way. I swear to God, I could send you a picture right now huh, and I will do it. But anyway, what I was going to say, um, I just went and closed the bedroom door. Katie's in the room, so I don't know if maybe I was feeling partially Self conscious, maybe is a good word.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I just. Now
1: you can let out your uh, erraticism. Yeah, because,
0: you know, if Katie hears the way I speak on this podcast, she'd probably pack up and leave. And I just don't really want that to happen. So, uh, (laughs) uh, the door's, the door, the thin wood door is closed now, though, so she can't hear me anymore.
2: Hmm. Can we somehow make that photo of uh, Daniel's, um, uh whatever they are pajama bottoms the cover photo of this podcast no <laughs> also yeah just sort of
1: on this thing i'm not i've never been behind the cool uncle shit <laughs> oh. i have just adopted when i wasn't there um yeah disgusting again um,
0: j- just like i said to one of you on twitter when you were uh, speaking with me through the we love you arsenal twitter page I'm mm. always open to suggestive revisions. So if you have a better idea, I'm all ears, Alfie. But right now, all I hear is criticism without <laughs> any kind.
1: I just think we can just just not be anything, you know? We can just be podcasters that people listen to. That's
0: so fucking stupid, man, that they need a name.
1: <laughs> nah, nah, nah.
0: Nah, nah, nah. I wanna make love right na na nah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Anyway, okay, that's, that's awesome. enough. Wow, that was a terrible intro. Um, okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the dub, Alfie. I'll start with you. I always do. Yeah. Sorry, Rob. I do love you equally, but I always start with Alfie. Maybe it's the yeah the A. Nah, it may yeah. I
2: was gonna say it makes yeah. sense alphabetically. it Makes yeah, sense.
0: That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. I was pretty torturous to sit through at times, wasn't it? I mean, it uh, was such a cagey affair. That that word gets thrown around fucking relentlessly in the world of journalism. But it really was. It was a super cagey affair. Um, we knew Steve Bruce was going to send out his side with a really low block. Um, they did so pretty effectively. The big lug that is Post Malone up front. I mean, Andy Carroll up front. And, um, yeah, just... Typical gritty Brexit kind of performance from Steve Bruce, but um, yeah, what'd you make of the of the? I guess before we get into the lineup, what'd you make of the opening ninety minutes? What, what were your overall thoughts of the of the game in regular time?
1: Well, I don't think it was quite as you know as boring in a way as, as some people make it out, and I think um, I think the BBC, if you were had the if you are in Britain and watching it on the BBC sort of overplayed that element to it. I think from a neutral's perspective, it wasn't as, as cagey and dull um, as you know some people th- uh, said it was. And also, I just think there is the element that we're quite a boring team. We didn't have the players out on the pitch who made us less boring in recent weeks. And Newcastle are notoriously a very boring team and metrics suggest that in the Premier League. I think they've got the lowest total XG in their games of any team in the Premier League. sort of of conceding chances and creating them so it was always going to be a bit you know not free flowing and really exciting but I think there were the the second half and particularly whenever any game goes to extra time the intensity increases and it gets a bit more exciting I think it was a bit more exciting for the neutral than people were saying but yeah I mean it wasn't obviously anywhere near as good as West Brom but they're a better team than West Brom and you know, we got the job done. Done in the end, so mm-hmm. it's not, you know, and and I think just it just reinforced when we brought in the better players, we were better and we looked good. And we we just started with our squad players who didn't really, didn't really make a statement um, and didn't really sort of push themselves back into the frame into Mikel Arteta's thoughts for sort of Thursday or just in upcoming Premier League games.
0: Yeah, and that's essentially unfortunately going to be the plot of this entire show. Mm, Um, The narrative. Yeah, the narrative, if you like. Mm. It's going to be basically all we talk about in the first half of the show, so prepare for uh, some Willian slander. Now, It was more than just Willian performing poorly, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But Rob, um, did you have a similar thought process um, as Alfie with the opening 90, or did you, kind of like me, find it to just be a pretty torturously boring affair?
2: Um I, I get where Alfie's coming from. Um and I agree that in fairness it it wasn't our worst performance of the season. Um in oh, spe- It was one of the better in the end. Oh yeah, but the, the final thirty minutes extra time. It's not really, high bar, so really, yeah, really made up for that. Um but did, I Daniel I've got to say there were some moments when I was like, Oh my god, can we just Take take it up a the notch. first half, yeah mm. um I think you know if I think one player could typify these sorts of performances that we've had this season, and this isn't a player I majorly dislike, but the player is Mohamed el neni he's mm. um he's nothing special um and you know he's not catastroph but he's not catastrophically bad either, uh he's just very sort of you know he does his job, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, and that's mm. how I feel. A lot of the players um, sort of performed. That was their sort of level on the weekend. Nothing horrendous, but nothing uh, sort of extraordinary.
0: Yeah, that's mm. that's that's a good point. Um, yeah, obviously, with Al you you get what you get. Kind of, you know, it's always he basically always gives you a five or six out of ten. It's never anything mm. spectacular.
1: Aside from that. The occasional game where he looks good,
0: where he'll just yes. yeah, United,
1: United for example, yeah. where he'll turn yeah, into in the general yeah. is very much like that.
0: Yeah, t- sometimes yeah. very rarely turns into the Egyptian king of industry, but <laughs> yeah. that's very rarely. Um, but yeah, that's a good point you make there, Rob. Um, and then I guess on that note, let's get into the starting eleven. Um, Alfie was a pretty strong starting lineup, mm. stronger than than I had expected. We. All put out our predicted um, formations in the previous episode. All of us were wrong, obviously. Um, you got the you got Lena and Goal. Let's start there. Is Runar a Gonar? Oh I
1: no. oh, didn't did get what you're trying to say there, but now I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the rumors are today that um. Arsenal would be willing to let him leave on loan, and we're looking to bring in a new, uh, a goalkeeper who's sort of experienced and a bit of a journeyman. Um, apparently, mm. uh, which I wouldn't be adverse to. I, I had no doubts that Leno would start this game. I mean, we've seen the difference in quality between him and Runnerson is is stark, and and I do think that is an area we need to strengthen. Because let's say Leno catches COVID. The amount of midweek games we've got coming up, we you know it, it's a lot more congested than last season in this period because we've obviously got games to catch up on. So you got loads of like midweek games that we need to catch up on. So if Leno gets COVID, we're fucked. Mm. We've got two weeks of, of Ronerson potentially playing four, or five games, and he is so, so much worse that it's like it's genuinely concerned. Like if it was Leno Martinez, you know you could see the difference isn't that major, whereas. The difference between him and Runnerson was massive, so I, I wasn't surprised to see Leno start at all. And I think may be maybe Runar, maybe a Gunner, um, yeah, yeah,
0: I yeah. Don't like that. Do you remember re- when we signed him? How I was saying we really missed the trick on saying Runar is a Gunner for his announcement. I just am really happy that we didn't ever do that because imagine all of the ironic, backhanded, sarcastic retweets that that would be receiving right now. So,
2: um, yeah. I think the club probably foresaw it.
0: Yeah. They were like, this guy sucks. Let's not make his announcement anything special. Let's make this just a little tiny link on Twitter with one picture of him, and that's it. We're done. Yeah, the, the announcement was so minor. They're like, uh, yeah, we signed a goalkeeper,
2: by the way. <clears throat> yeah, We gave, we gave <laughs> more announcements to that Salah guy. <laughs> yeah. Remember oh, it? yeah. yeah. The, uh, the confirmation of uh, Marie and Cedric's contract. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was the most subtle tweet ever. Remember, it was so subtle that they had to tweet it again, like a month later, because mm. they were like, I don't think anyone noticed.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Omar Rekik. Yeah. We Oh the exciting. King. Yep.
0: Yeah. Better than Saliba? Yeah. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um no, but Rob, thanks for the transition. On the subject of Mari and Cedric, both of them started in this game as well. Um the loser mm. and the the new Mertesacker <laughs> started. Um yeah, and the Pablo Mari sacker. Yes, sir. So. Yes sir. Um and then you got David Louise in the backline and Kieran Tierney as well. Tyring Rob, my opinion. I'd like to hear yours. Was the best player in the first half? I thought he was tremendous once again, going forward and tracking best back. In the whole game. Yeah, yeah. In truth, star. in mm. truth, good point. Um, I was a little concerned to see him starting, but at the end of the day, um, Arteta clearly held this game at a at a high regard, so that's why he he put out the Do Scottish you think
1: man. He started just because he because he because of how pivotal he is. Because I I don't think I would have started him. But um, if we didn't start him, you know, it might have massively. <laughs> Maitland Niles could not produce the performance he produced. No, of course not. Sense.
2: Um mm. Yeah, Tierney of course is a really important player in our system. I mean, um, he produces so so much creatively, and we're a team that, as has been seven
1: key passes. Yeah, can I just wow. say that that is ridiculous for a fullback?
2: Yeah, we're a team that's devoid of creativity. Um, especially when we're without Emil Smith-Rowe and Bukayo Saka. So perhaps starting Tierney was a necessity from that point of view. But then, I think that's that's not the only reason Tierney sort of played, of course. Um, kalazanak has gone. Um, and I know that Maitland-Niles and Cedric have have played left-back in the past, but, you know, they're not naturals in that position. Uh, and as well, I've, I've, I've Arteta could have been thinking about momentum, Uh Tinney's mm. in really good form right now, and um, he's the sort of player who could perhaps who perhaps relishes that opportunity to play when he's in form. Uh, and you know, he did have his injury problems when he first joined us, but prior to that injury he had at Celtic, he was actually a player who played very consistently. Um, so mm. and frequently and frequently. So you know perhaps he is that just just that sort of athlete who's capable of just churning out the performances i mean we saw him in the final 5 minutes bursting down the left flank and he did look tired at other parts of the game but you know he he looked really really bright and i have no doubt that he'll be able to perform pretty well uh,
0: for the duration of the 90 against palace on thursday yeah yeah, I hope so, and, you know, there were some injury concerns with him when he first came in, but knock on wood. I've got a wood desk, or touch wood, as you Brits would say. Um,
1: Things are going just as they should. <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, long may his fitness and good form continue because he's an hes an absolute asset uh, bursting down the left, and it, it's clear that the actual left-back position – is his preferred position. He was decent enough as a, as a left center back, but definitely as a left back is, is where he belongs. Um, Alfie at left center back, a guy who's been playing a lot more recently is Pablo Mari with the, um, illness of covioid, which, um, has picked up, not COVID covioid, You heard it here. That's the, that's the new lingo. Um, mario has been playing a lot more. He's been playing well. The Spanish sacker, BFS, as I like to call him. What have you made I've got of this
2: big fucking Spaniard?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> what have you made of that's this? A chant. What have you made of this clunky, handsome pirate of a defender uh, since he's been reintroduced?
1: I mean, we've spoken. We spoke about it last week, so I think we'll. I, I want to just focus more on this performance. Um, Okay. And I thought this was like his best display so far. And I know, I think it really suited him, the fact that he was up against another very slow, tall player in Andy Carroll. Mm. As much as Andy Carroll, you know, was at times a threat, I think, obviously, that sort of opponent is going to suit him better than, let's say, I don't know, Timo Werner. I know Werner gets criticism, but, you know, he's quick, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) and I think he dealt with him really well. I think this was his best performance, not only on the ball. I think he was exceptional again, which he has been in recent weeks, but also just defensively, his positioning was excellent. He made a few really, really like vital and like very good uh, interventions. There was one in particular. I can't remember when it was in the game. I think it was it was either in the first half or the first half of extra time because Newcastle were going towards the north bank where they looked to counter and we looked a little bit exposed because I think Elmeny had lost the ball in a stupid area. Um, and he just made a vital tackle. It was very well timed. Um, and it completely, um, ended that counter where they, where we could have been easily exposed. Yeah, I, I know we, what you're referring to. Actually. Yeah.
2: He stayed yeah, on exactly. his feet really well. And mm. I like Gabriel, but he does tend to go to ground quite easily. So, mm. uh, you know, that's, Really, uh, you know, and as Daniel has made the comparison, he, he, that isn't that must be an area of his game which is Murtisaka-esque because, uh, you know, mm. due to his lack of pace, Murtisaka had to time his challenges really well and that's exactly what Murray did in that situation.
1: Mm.
2: Exactly. And I don't know if you remember,
1: but <laughs> I can't remember when I said this, but I said that he should be on the phone to Murtisaka in his academy <laughs> office. Talking to him about how he copes in the Premier League yeah. with a lack of pace. Um and that performance was reminiscent of Pete Murtzaka.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, and again, you know, he's another player that we just hope, you know, he could kind of keep this form up because think about the likes of Mustafi. Remember how we were on that winning streak mm. when Mustafi initially came in and we all thought he was this. Mm you know, world beater, but then eventually the Arsenal DNA started to set in and he became a typical Arsenal defender, if you like. Um, so let's hope Mari can could keep up the good work, for, uh, to use a cliche. Mm. Uh, Rob, what I noticed, and I, and I referred to this in a piece of mine uh, for painting the Arsenal player ratings, I think that David, Louise and Mari next to each other actually kind of works, and I'll explain why I, I hold that belief. Luis, I know he's he's a little older, so his, his athleticism is obviously depreciating. But despite that, he does look pretty athletic still. You know, he's pretty... Good, good about getting around the pitch and everything. His recovery speed obviously isn't anywhere near it used to be, but he's still pretty mobile for the most part. He's got some skill on the ball. And then Mari is more, you know, clunky, short passes, where David Luiz has got the flair and flamboyancy, audaciousness to go for the long ball. And then obviously you look at the fact that one's a left-footed player, one's a right-footed player. Do you think that this balance – is is one that could be utilized going into the future for Mikel Arteta, or is this just kind of the the backup choice in the central defense department? And I just basically have forgot what decent defending even looks like.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of topic, um, as Alfie mentioned. The, the these two were playing against the sort of players which they. Um, you know, they tend to cope well against. uh, And David Luiz, if I may say, was absolutely superb in his aerial duel uh, against Andy Carroll throughout the game. And I thought he was Mm. superb on the ball as well. I think it was one of Luiz's better games. He was one of the few players who came in and really might have put his name in the hat for Mm. Crystal Palace. Um, Really impressed with his performance. Um, I'm not sure if it's a first choice partnership definitely not for the long term um but given our current situation uh it's good that we've got you know some competition in this area because up until now this season really it has been Gabrielle and holding and you know they've both been really good this season consistent performances um but at the same time we have lost the games so in every single position i think that competition is really important for instilling a sort of a winning mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree, oh. and I think well, just so, on
2: a Andy Carroll quickly, mm.
1: his role was so weird. It felt like he was playing centre back a lot of the game. <laughs> he, I was he was everywhere. First I, half, thought he, he was I thought probably, he had. I thought he had. A he good made game. more defensive interventions than any of their defenders in that first mm. half. Every time we put a fucking aerial ball in, he was there. Even yeah. if it was from open play, for some reason. Um, but yeah, um, he, he was weird. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: a weird role for him. And apart from that sitter he, that he also, missed. Also,
1: he I, had seven shots. Wow. Whew. wow. Like, basically all of them were, like, from miles out. They were, like, speculative efforts. But then, mm-hmm. obviously, we'll get into the two chances. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Those are pivotal. <clears throat> Keeping him out. Um, Mm. uh, Well, obviously the one he did so for us. But anyway, um, Alfie, while the mic is still hot for you, your best friend, the man you've referred to as a loser, you said you wanted to talk a little bit more about the overall performance on the day. What did you make of the performance of the man in which you label a loser?
1: All right, it was a bit harsh. I'm not going to lie, but... (laughs) Uh yeah, well as you're sort of noticing, listeners, uh, we're sort of mainly just focusing on the individual performance because it's a cup tie and that sort of feels more relevant rather than looking like tactical overall things. Um but yeah, Cedric, uh I don't don't think he played very well in general, and I actually think some people were some people actually said he was alright on the day when I did my player ratings on, on Instagram. I haven't seen your player ratings actually on Pain the Arsenal yet, so I don't know what you gave him, but...
0: I thought he was okay too. I gave I th- him like a five, I think.
1: Yeah, I think I gave him a five. I mean, offensively, I don't, you could, f- like, did you realize much of a threat from him going forward at any point in the game? No. I can't think of any meaningful offensive contribution he made. You know, he wasn't... I don't think he got the license that he normally does going forward, mm. Um and I think maybe that's just, we're just realising people saying, oh, he's, he's actually really good going forward. Maybe we're realising that was against Mould and <laughs> fucking Dundalk. And when he's actually against Premier League opposition, he is what he is, extremely average. He didn't offer anything going forward. I can't remember him putting in a good ball. Defensively, okay, he was he was fine, you know, but he wasn't really tested. I can't even, who was even playing on the left wing for Newcastle? I can't even, was Almoron in the first half, I think? Um, he wasn't tested remotely defensively. Don't think many of our defenders were, apart from obviously that couple. Those couple chances they had. What I'm thinking about is, I haven't watched it back, but Newcastle's big chance right at the end. Carroll, I just remember being free completely on that side.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not going to just throw Cedric under the carpet now. Um, Cedric blocked the shot, actually. Oh, did he? Yeah. So yeah, so it wasn't really his fight. So it should have been whoever. So it should really been Pepe, technically, yeah. who he should have been covering. But I don't know. Maybe that was a bit of dysfunction down that side, and maybe he's he's got to take some blame for that. Maybe that's a bit harsh. But anyway, yeah, it was it was it wasn't a good. It was Cedric personified fucking average true
0: yeah well oh, so.
1: Got so angry towards the end of that
0: <laughs> fucking personified god damn it <laughs> yeah no i mean
1: i just, oh, just so my my judgment on him every time he plays is just clouded by the fact that i think it was a retarded deal
0: <laughs> i agree and I yeah think-
2: yeah no i think that's the same for everyone and i think that marie is actually doing well to sort of Partially shake off that that tag mm. he's got next to him because I, I think people.
1: There, there is more sense to his deal, though. Yeah, than there is yeah, to to Cedric.
0: Well, I think you raise a good point, though, and I don't think your your judgment is being clouded by your your dismay towards the the man who surely brags about knowing Cristiano Ronaldo, Alfie. I think <laughs> go, I think going forward. He just doesn't offer anything. I mean, you look at our attacks, our rare attacks that came down the right hand side, and basically all of them were just Nicolas Pepe, you know, trying to run at defenders and do his own thing. Cedric was like never involved ever, you know. Yeah, it's so, not
1: like a, a two man show down that side.
0: No, I think I think realistically, we probably, just like at left back, in my opinion, we probably need to look at, at bringing someone in. Um for the long term. I, I think we've
1: so we've got we've got someone who's not getting minutes there. We've got Maitland Niles who is he is a very capable right back. I don't
2: think we need a right back. I think um, I think Cedric's it was, I think it'd
1: be a stupid use of our limited resources. I so think Cedric's we've got an adequate study
2: and I think mate and the fact that he can fill in at left back is also pretty helpful. I don't think what, we Cedric need, or Maitland. Well, both of them can do it. I guess,
1: yeah.
0: I genuinely think it's best advised if we opt for one or the other. And then maybe we bring in... That's a good point you raised, Alfie. I didn't think about yeah, I think Ainsley, That's Leitner. a fair point, yeah. I think we should go with one or the other. Maitland-Niles, obviously. And then... <laughs> which is probably not possible, uh, given the Cedric contract situation. but, And then we go for a left-back. Because I think Kalashinac... I don't know the structure of this Schalke loan deal. Do either of you guys...
2: Uh, mm. No, he's not coming back. I uh, think so. It's if if Schalke stay up, um, they will discuss a permanent move with Klasen. Mm. But even if they go down, he'll he'll probably he'll leave, go elsewhere. To yeah.
0: yeah. Well, they'll probably stay up too because an American actually just scored a a hat trick for him. Shout out. Um, yeah, but I think in the future we should definitely look into a left back. I think you both actually brought up a good point. Maybe right back would kind of be a a waste of our sure to be. Limited resources um, at yeah. the moment. Rob, you said this performance was essentially. Oh, uh, here, let me rephrase that. El Alnani is essentially this pers- performance personified. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Eh, you know, it was whatever. <laughs> Five out of ten. We won the game, but my God, it wasn't pretty, was it? No. But do, <laughs> What's going on with El Nani? Do you think this guy has a long-term future with the club, or is he just kind of sticking it out now, getting some game time here and there until he is inevitably sold? What's going on? I want to
2: know. No, this 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 guy isn't a long-term solution at Arsenal. Uh, I don't think he's really even good enough to be long-term cover at Arsenal, in my opinion. Um, hmm. I think he will probably be moved on in the summer. Uh, you know, we've got a few promising um, <coughs> players coming through the academy, uh, like Miguel Aziz, who is tipped to sort of be one of the next to come through into the first team fold. Matt Smith. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Alfie. My brother. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it'll get to that point where he continues to perform quite averagely, not poorly, because I don't think he does perform poorly. Um, And then he will just sort of, in the evolution of things, be moved on. I don't think that it will be a big deal. Um, But yeah, I I think we can all sort of agree that Elneny isn't really the sort of player that we envisage being in a potential Arsenal title winning squad. Hmm. I think he's just a fine
1: squad player, but I do agree with the fact that And I remember saying this when he was hardly getting minutes under Emery. There's just no point if you can bring in a younger player as potentially higher ceiling who can probably just about, maybe not quite, but just about do what he's doing now, but has the potential to grow into something much better,
0: like Aziz or Smith. Mm. And Alfie, just to, to add to that, having Elneny there is actually kind of hindering that young pair's chances so
1: yeah but i i do think it's not just a simple case of at the moment you know uh, he's hindering it in that it's not like they can just walk in and do exactly what he's yeah i
2: do think aziz has played what five minutes in the first team he's not that sort of player but i guess a a, a link to sort of young players playing in that role joe willock played right next to el Nini. as a big fan of willock i know you are daniel what 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 did you make of his performance? Because uh, he's got, he mm. got a fair amount of stick.
0: Yeah, I I don't like how frequently Willock gets abused, um, because I think people uh, there's there's a few players in particular. Some of them are even academy graduates or, or youngsters. You know, guys like Willock, guys like Inketia. Those are the two that spring to mind that are that are youngsters we have supporters that just hate them irrationally for no reason. And I think they just like want them to do poorly as, as vile and evil as that sound. I think it's, I think that's true. Um, but, but as for we in this game in particular, I don't think he looked very comfortable in that deeper role. I've always held the belief that Willick belongs further up the pitch. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the best moment of uh, the best moment of this game for him came from his uh, from his headed effort at Dubrovka, I thought deeper in the pitch, his erraticness didn't work. You know, you had El Neni
1: more technical security in that role. Yeah, you
0: have El Neni, who's always going to keep the ball. <coughs> he's not going to do anything progressive with it, but he's always going to keep the ball. Willock kind of moves around like a headless chicken sometimes, and that's not the kind of character I want deeper. So um, I, I thought this performance was not great from Willick, but that said, I thought, I just think he doesn't belong there, to be honest with you. I don't know your thoughts I on think
1: it. I just want to say, and they were, they were discussing this on cast, and I think it ties in to Nelson in a way as well. Well, well Willett, on Willick, just the system, I agree what you're saying there, Daniel. I don't think him in a double double pivot works because I don't think he has the technical security and the continuity in his passing to play that sort of role um and i don't know if i don't even know if number 10 is his best role either. Yeah. because and that's the sort of issue that i don't know exactly what he is at the moment you know he's he's got some good attributes he he can run he can drive from midfield pretty well at times um it could be improved but you know he can do that he um he can get into goal scoring positions he can get into the box make late runs and you know score goals that's he's got that in his locker um, but it's just the technical security and other elements um, that he's lacking, and and in a way, it sort of feels kind of similar to Gwendausi. Obviously, very different players, but mm. in that Gwendausi, I don't know if you remember, he had a problem massively where he struggled to fit in very systematic, structured teams. Yeah, they they thrive um, they thrive in chaos, while, and yeah, they thrive in chaos. Exactly, that's and that's what how Gwendausi did really well under Emery. for for a while particularly when Emery's team became really chaotic and frenetic and uh, Willock actually played pretty well in that time as well Mm. and I think Willock and they were saying this on ArsCast and I think it's the exact same with Nelson now they both need to go on loan they have to I don't think the, the, the minutes they're getting at Arsenal are not benefiting their development I don't think they're sort of bit part players um, playing occasionally in these games and then maybe getting a few minutes off the bench it's not enough to develop them they need to develop at Premier League level at a smaller club and just play minutes and hopefully that he can become he can get more of a defined role when he goes out on loan and maybe come back a better player or just a more saleable asset
0: yeah I agree wholeheartedly Rob what do you think about that what do you think about Nelson because I guess we could just shift up to to that area on the pitch Nelson Mm. Obviously, wasn't meant to start. Um, Gabriel Martinelli picked up that that injury just before uh, the match started. My God, that poor kid just can't get a break, can he? But um, mm. Nelson was shoehorned in for him. And in my opinion, I'd like to know your thoughts, Rob. But in my opinion, he didn't really do himself any favors. And I don't think he got himself any closer uh, to the team. So I think. I'm completely on the same boat as Alfie in thinking that Nelson and Willock should both be sent out alone. What do you think, Bert?
2: Yeah, it's got to that point uh, with Nelson where he his development has really plateaued. Um, mm. He doesn't seem to mm. be, um, you know, making those improvements that we we would like to be seeing from him at, at this stage in his career. Um, you know, obviously not every single player that comes through is on the level of a sacker, Martinelli, Smith-Rowe. But it's fr- Nelson's quite a frustrating player to watch, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, alone loan is, is really necessary. And then it gets to a re- real crunch point in his career. You feel with both Willock and Nelson alone, Uh, whatever sort of happens on their loan, uh, which they both need. I agree with both of you. I think it will make or break their career at Arsenal.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, if they come back a better
1: player, then you can make the decision, well, oh, we can see a pathway into using them a lot more in this sort of way. Or we can sell them because they're very valuable assets and that can be considered a success. Sorry. Or we'll find out whether they're sort of more capable at this level. They've made the developments to to be a part of our squad, yeah. and if they haven't, then they'll still be sellable because they're they've got Premier League minute, they've got a substantial yeah, yeah, yeah. minute a uh, you know, sort of basis of playing at this level, and they're English, so we can do that. I suppose, it... but I think it's it's absolutely pivotal that they go on loan to a Premier League club or just a very a higher level because
0: mm.
1: we've seen both of them can do it. At, so, sort of, for example, Europa League—they both look pretty impressive mm. against the the weaker Europa League sides. I don't think it's particularly helpful for them to go to a Championship side, for example, because we know they can probably do it at that level. It's not really telling us about the player, and it's not really going to develop them. They need to develop at a higher level, and I, so I think Premier League is is pivotal.
2: Yeah, I think specific, with Nelson, it, it opens a, a real a much bigger conversation, I think about how we've sort of handled his development because, you know, mm. Nelson is the player who when he came through was touted as, yeah, this guy's going to be a big player in Arsenal's future. You know, there was the furore surrounding his contract just before he moved to uh, Germany. Um, mm. And, you know, he's never really looked like the player. We've seen glimpses, as Alfie said, in the Europa League and lesser competitions, but never in the Premier League. We haven't seen him performing consistently. I think, mm. I think it's a really interesting one, Nelson's case, because when Mikel Arteta first joined Arsenal, Nelson was his first choice on the right flank. Uh, mm-hmm. He liked what he saw from Nelson. I, I, I want to see him have a future at Arsenal, but. You know, if he's not given the minutes, he's he's not going to have that future. So a loan is an absolute necessity.
1: Mm. Well, just on that... we should be desperately yeah. trying to get rid of both of them, not on loan, Yeah, this, yeah. this mm. window.
0: I completely agree. Um, and just on that, though, Rob, I mean, Nelson playing on the right, I mean, I sometimes... I, I know he's got, you know, some pretty modern skills in his locker. He's got a pretty modern... Uh, manner about him and everything but player wise like the fact that he's a right footed right winger he's kind of a bit of an old fashioned kind of winger you know I think he's I think he kind of specializes in bursting down the right and just trying to cross it in just like they did in the old days um, that, that's my opinion I don't know if you guys disagree feel free to we've seen him on the left though, do so yeah. a
1: reasonable amount this season
0: I don't know well, I think he looks Nelson's uncomfortable on the player. left He's
2: another player for me who I, I can't really work out what he is. Um,
1: yeah, I agree. But In fact, the, the the really statsy people, um, I remember them talking about it on a podcast. They were saying they're American nerds. Um, <laughs> Fucking nerds. So they described them as Tweeners? They're not really... Like Willock doesn't really specialize in progressing the ball from deep, and he doesn't really specialize on in getting the ball from sort in sort of advanced areas and getting into the penalty area. If you know what I mean, yeah. Nelson again, it's 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 no it's it's not obvious what sort of player he is at the moment. Whether he's a you know a dribbler, whether he's a, a very creative player, or whether he's a goal threat yeah. from out wide, he, he doesn't really fit any of them the profiles
2: I, re- I remember reading about him when he um, first came through uh, into the first team and it was at a time when we we really lacked like proper wingers and i read <laughs> that his preference was actually playing behind a striker and i was like oh no uh, we we need proper wingers um but he he, <laughs> he also doesn't he doesn't strike me as a 10 at all to be honest um no. so yeah i think with these loans it the the most important thing is for willock and nelson would be
0: for them to find out what they are mm. yeah i agree yeah i agree that's a that was a good good little segment we had there and i think that the majority mm. would would agree with our it's all of our notions that these two can really benefit. yesterday
1: yesterday they were both just not great i think we could say i think I think Nelson just struggled to make any impact at all in the game. He hardly saw the ball, I don't think. Um, and Willock was uh, frustrating. Yeah. I don't think he was He was as bad. as I think he was better than Nelson. I don't think he was as bad as some people were saying. But there were elements where he, he was really lousy in the ball. I just wanted to go quickly back. Sure. I know this is a bit of a detour <laughs> to what we were saying. Just back on the Elneny sort of Aziz type thing. I like, as we were saying, I don't think I'd be comfortable. I don't, and I wouldn't be confident Aziz could come in and play the minutes El Nenny's played this season. And I don't think it would be the best thing for his development, no. just on that. Like, El Nenny has played a lot of Premier League minutes. I don't think Aziz would be capable of doing that at this age. So that's not what I was saying. I do think he could have done the role that El Nenny's done in or played in sort of Europa League. Yes, yeah. I think it would have been good for his development. But at Premier League level, I don't think, which is why I don't think it's. it's at this point, as simple as just, you know, getting rid of El Neni to allow Aziz to come in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a good point. And, you know, we may have said that El Neni is not the long term solution, but that's not to say that El isn't a true asset for the short term, because I think he is. And I think he inadvertently is mm. helping guys like uh, McGill Aziz and things like that. So it's a good point you bring up, Alfie. Good point. Mm. Um, One player, though, that I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do, spoiler alert, we're going to save Willian's performance for last, because I've got a feeling, (laughs) in terms of the starters, because I've got a feeling it's just... Yeah, he was the main talking point in my
1: article, so I've got a lot to say. Okay, I
0: thought so. So he's the main event, so stay tuned. This is how you keep people on a podcast, folks. Write that down, take notes. Um, (laughs) One guy who can't go on loan, like Willick and Nelson, though, is that... Of Nicolas Pepe. So I like to call him. Um, Bert, what did you make of the Ivorian's performance? I thought at times he looked like he had all the right ideas, like he wanted to get things done, but my golly, is he just good at overcomplicating things?
2: My golly. <laughs> my golly, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, uh, there was that time where. Marie played a beautiful ball over the top, and uh, Pepe got it, got in behind, and he actually did get a shot away that time, but it was blocked. And then a little bit earlier, beautiful little exchange with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang found himself in behind. Uh, took too long to make a decision, uh, and yeah, that that's that's him. He's he's way too indecisive. Yeah, um, he thinks but, too hard. He just is an overthinker. Yeah. But I th- I think there were bright patches of his performance on the, on uh Saturday actually. Mm. Um mm. I thought he quite uncharacteristically was a bit off with his shooting. Um yeah. But but at the same time, uh things came off for him in terms of his dribbling. Uh he put in a few delicious balls. Um Yeah, the ball to Willock for his header was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with that, that's you know, we're we're a team some of the set
1: pieces were pretty good. Yeah, as well. we're
2: a team who who don't create much, as I was saying earlier, and you know, some of the deliveries he was putting in, the one for Willock, like Tierney-esque. So if you can start producing that sort of delivery consistently, I Pepe isn't a pure creator, but that's the sort of thing this Arsenal team needs. It just needs little pockets of creativity popping up everywhere. So, you know, that's an interesting Mm. avenue that could be explored, seeing if Pepe could contribute to our team in in that fashion. But, uh, you know, not the worst performance, but not the best. Of course, you are more... He was better than Willian
1: and Nelson, which, again, is not a high bar, but he he, he made a lot more contribution to them. Yeah, uh,
2: I mean, there was a reason he stayed on the pitch for as long as he did. Um, Mm. You know, he... He did some good things. I thought what upset me was at the start of the game, right at the start, he picked up the ball deep. He drove with it really well, went past a few players with ease. And I thought, oh, Pepe looks on it today. Yes, he didn't tuck away the finish, but he he didn't really build on that. I don't think with his dribbling, Mm. I want to see him with that sort of nonchalance on the ball more frequently. Um, you know he he does have that ability to go past a man with ease, and you just want to see him really believing he can do it because I think in Pepe's game that there, there is that mental block
0: yeah mm. I think it's a I think it's a good point we've all noticed it unfortunately at the moment and just to go to our Twitter page at canon underscore podcast, if you would go give it a follow, we would greatly appreciate it. We did have a question about um about Pepe and it involves Sokka who will well mention a little bit later on the show when we get on into the substitutes performances. Um, ab, warrior apologies. If I mispronounce that, I'm stupid <laughs> as everybody knows it's uh, at lunatic underscore warrior on Twitter. He asks if Sokka makes right wing his own, then Pepe, sh- well, he, he more so makes a statement before asking a question. He says, if Saka makes right wing his own, then Pepe should be sold, and we should get a goal-scoring left winger. Alfie, I'm going to come to you with this. I'd like to know your thoughts on this, actually. In that case, he asked, who would be the best signing to play left wing? Now, I do just want to say, I don't know if I personally agree with that notion that we should bring in a left winger. I think we've got Aubameyang and Martinelli who can already kind of operate in that area. Um, but I think he brings up a good point. Don't forget William. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, left, you can play left bench. Um, if, um, mm. if Pepe doesn't work out Alfie, and we decide to sell him. What what do we need to do? What what has to happen? I mean, because it's 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 not looking good for him. I mean, I know this performance, like Rob was saying, was a bit more promising than some of his recent catastrophic ones, but it still wasn't anything special for a seventy two million pound signing.
1: Well, I feel like we're I feel like at this point we should sort of forget about the I know it's it's hard to say, but we we just got to accept he isn't a 72 million pound player and he never was. And he's like a 30, 40 million pounds. So that's what our expectations really should be at this point. Mm -hmm. Mm. But it just feels like we're speaking about him every single week. Like what, how, what does this mean for him? Blah, blah, blah. And I I just feel like it is just that he's probably going to go unless he can make significant headway in the next three, four months. Um, and you know, you'd have to make a very big impact. Otherwise, I think we probably will cash in on him because, as you said, Saka is sort of cementing himself in that right wing role, and someone of Pepe's sort of stature. And I know, I know, I just said about forgetting the price tag in terms of the expectations, but in terms of like a as a, the club, you can't have a seventy two million pound player as your sort of yeah backup right winger. Um, mm. So I do think we. Uh, yeah, we. I think he probably will go unless. I don't, I, again, I said this last week. I think we we we're not quite at the stage where we completely dismiss him. Yeah, cause, you know he yeah, has got four months because we're not going to sell him in this window. So he has got four months to sort of turn it around a bit.
2: Uh, I think. Um, I think Pepe but on
1: times of the left winger. Sorry, just on the left yeah. winger. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I think. Yeah, I think there's. I think we're sort of well-stocked in that position. But if Pepe does go, maybe we need to reinforce that area, particularly if Nelson isn't going to be a long-term option and fucking William.
2: I think Pepe can be an asset in terms of value as well. I mean, I know he hasn't been that good, but, you know, if you're a team like, I don't know, PSG, you look at his record in France and you recognise, you know, sort of, Maria for example is getting on a little bit you know Pepe would Mm. be a a really good replacement in that area he'd go back to Liga Mm. and he'd score goals I think he'd score goals in most European leagues he's that sort of player that needs that extra yard of space that extra yard Mm. of pace that disappears in the Premier League Um, and that's not to say he won't succeed because he could still very well have a good career we say this every week but you know if I think we all agree that if a forty million pound offer came in, it would be very hard to turn our noses up at it. Yeah, mm. I think yeah, it's even less point. than that probably.
0: Yeah, uh, I think at the moment, at the moment, I think I'd be looking for forty. If if something lower than that came in, I'm not sure I would I would want to take it yet because I would feel like something bigger and better could come in the in the not too distant future, you know. Because I think I guess, Pepe yeah. Pepe is one of those guys. Well, you know his overall time with the club hasn't been good. He could produce really good moments, and really mm-hmm. good moments that may have just only taken three seconds or so can add an ex- like an extraordinary amount onto a player's price tag. So I'd be looking for forty million. But if we, yeah, I mean Rob, I think you make a good point. He would probably do better in other leagues. Um, and if we got an offer from another league. Forty million or so. I I sell them. I don't. If it's early, I don't care. I think we sell him I just no. I think you do. Yeah, it's, it's not working out. It, unless, as
1: I was saying, he turns out to be absolutely amazing in the next five months.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Which I can't see. After. Uh, he's
1: one
2: of many yeah. players who um, I feel like the second half of this season will define the rest of their Arsenal career. Uh, yeah, they, there's a lot of players who are playing for their future.
0: Yeah. Mm yeah that's a good point um, should, we,
2: should we discuss William? yeah I mean yeah well I, I was think gonna I was, <laughs> the conversation with the Aubameyang is simple he played to get a goal he mm-hmm. got his goal uh, yep. good yeah
0: good yeah. As, as you said <laughs> about he, looks, uh, he didn't really Drunkcast.
2: supply
1: down the middle what Lacazette supplies yeah um, yeah yeah, okay,
0: I mean. screw screw Aubameyang. Just kidding, I love him. Um, no, it, it was really nice seeing him get his goal there in extra time, but that's pretty much all that needs to be said of his performance. I thought Aubameyang he was...
1: goal. And actually, yeah. sorry to interject again, mm-hmm. I'm doing that a lot today. <laughs> um, something Aubameyang's uh, sort of, we talked about in the past, it's just this season he's not getting the chances. XG had to say it is a uh, low pretty much every game. Um, and in the last three games, he's had at least one big chance against Brighton. He had that one where Saka crossed yeah. it and he probably should have finished it. Against West Brom, he had one where I think it was Willian actually played it down to him. He sort of stabbed it over. He should have done better. And then he had this big chance. So that's three games where he's getting like pretty almost tapping, um, which is really encouraging.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly what you want when you have a world-class striker like Aubameyang up front. Let's hope... Yeah those chances can continue to be created for him, especially in the league because his league tally this season has been pretty poor, especially by his standards. So let's hope he can uh, replicate his bros goal scoring um, output. Laka, who we'll talk about here in a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see him getting chances again. Finally one person, Rob, who didn't help him with that at all is the catastrophic failure that goes by the name of, you know what I'm gonna change his name not willian Lillian because he doesn't deserve to have a w in his name because a w <laughs> is is it, its it signifies winning and it's really hard to win when you have willie when you have Willie in so what you make of his uh of his terrible te- that was a terrible
1: Daniel <laughs> Daniel bit of podcasting that
0: was, <laughs> that was that was a terrible dad joke but it wasn't anywhere near. As terrible as Willie's performance, was it Rob?
2: <laughs> no, he was um very, very bad. And you know, I, I've seen a lot of people saying perhaps it's been accentuated on social media and to, to an extent it has been, but he was almost as bad as the uh social media uproar has suggested he was. Um just the basic things. You know, Mac Put on the group chat before the game, sort of, oh, William, William is a 10, what do you think? And I was, <clears throat> I was, I had a lingering hope that he would be okay, um, just sort of as a, you know, with a pure creative role, but he, he didn't suit it at all. He mm. didn't drop in mm. between the he lines. Extreme, why? Yeah, he, mm. he uh, wasn't popping up in those half spaces that uh, Smith Rowe pops in. Too so nicely, and something that's been talked about quite readily since the game. Uh, I saw Tim Stillman tweet about it. Um, it touch economy, and uh, and Smith Rowe does it really well. He sort of only takes a few touches and knocks it on, mm. and then and then moves. William just holds onto the ball for so long, and then by the time he's released it, sort of that opportunity to get at an open defence is is over. And yeah, I mean, the floor is yours, Alfie. What have you got to say about it? I think you everything you just said, said there was spot
1: on, and um, this is something I said in my piece. At the best of times in an Arsenal shirt, and I think there's there's been times this season where he's not made a massive impact in games, but he's not been like absolutely catastrophic, like some people have said. Like he's been not good, but not like dreadful. Um, and at the best of times, one thing he he did sort of give us at times a sort of ball retention in, in more advanced areas. Um, you know, a bit of technical security. He wouldn't, like, lose the ball in those areas. He wouldn't make much happen, but he wouldn't lose the ball. Um, and in this game, he didn't even offer that remotely. You know, I think his his pass completion rate in the final third was pretty low. Um, so he didn't even offer that. Um, and he was just... so Yeah, he was really sloppy at times, mm. which is something you don't even associate with him. And he just he's having no impact on games whatsoever for an attacking player if that's what you want to you want at least Pepe they're very different Pepe and William. they're both got their flaws and they're, they're both frustrating us so much but in completely different ways Pepe at least you could say he tries too much he, he tries a lot of things and you know it doesn't quite come off at the rate where you can call him a success or uh, having good performances whereas William is just gets the ball as you were saying rob holds on to it for so long sort of slows it down just goes in front of a player like sort of faints like he's going to do something and then he turns back and he plays a pass or he or he loses the ball ever he's just uh, I, I, at this point and i this was sort of the the theme of the article um that i wrote after the game it's it's just about arteta surely losing more you know his faith is surely waning and waning in william And I'd Mm. be very surprised. And he he shouldn't be getting any minutes in the future. Because I think Nelson mm. was very bad as well, or not very good at all. But even he was slightly, offered slightly more than Willian, I think.
0: I think it's impossible to disagree with you there, Alfie. And Willian is just... uh, I know people had their reservations over the signing of David Luiz, his good friend, and also a former Chelsea player. But William has just not done anything right. Whereas you look at David Louise, we all like David Louise because it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he comes in, puts a shift in, whatever it may be. He makes a mm. he makes pretty terrible errors sometimes, but he always tries. He always, you know, tries to put a good do you, shift do you in. Think
1: there's a, uh, a lack of effort there?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I said something about that in my piece. I think there is a blatant lack of effort. And the fact, Alfie, that the commentators – That I was listening to. I I was watching it on ESPN+. And I'm not sure who the commentators were. But, I mean, Alfie, they were even commenting on how he just doesn't even look like he's trying. And something I noticed, and you spoke about this, he just looks, he almost looks out of shape in a way. He doesn't look out of shape, but the way he moves around the pitch, the way I, I worded it, he looked astoundingly unathletic. You know, he. I mean, it was crazy. He looked like a senior citizen running around there sometimes. It was like when a ball was passed just an inch too far in front of him, he's like, I'm not fucking getting that. So I don't know if that comes down to mm. a lack of yeah, effort yeah. or a lack I of giving a shit. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well,
1: something I said in my piece is that I felt that a lot of the times Arteta's kept faith in him. is It's basically out of hope that he turns it around so he can sort of justify him wanting to bring him in, if you get what I mean. Um, but I think at some point that has to go out the window because you can't just keep picking someone when they're terrible. Um, and I think that point may have—I think that may have gone out the window now. And I think yeah. I know he's forced into not using him, but I think I think his Arteta's time with him is almost up, and he'll he'll unless he he makes headways in his little cameo performance, that he might performances he might get. Um, I don't think he's gonna be a major part of our team in the coming weeks and yeah. you know, months
0: i hope not and i hope he's done i mean i'm, I'm tired of this, more
1: months of this come on oh, yes
0: yeah. i love a good i love torture um <laughs> let's uh here rob let's put some more positivity into the show frankly i it depresses me to speak about william because he's genuinely been such a failure ever signing Let's talk about players that are actually the subs. Good. let's talk about players that are actually yeah. good. The subs, Superb. yeah. Superb. I mean, I thought I'm, I'm just looking at the list of subs right now. I thought Bukayo Saka, Alex Lacazette. We're gonna pardon Maitland Niles for this part because he was on the pitch for all of about two minutes. Um, so we probably wanted. We're not even going to discuss him really. Um, but Saka, Lacazette, Smith Rowe, and Jaka all. Wow, I love when they do that. Oh, that's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm
1: spitting bars out here, folks. Shaka, Smith Rowe and (laughs) Shaka.
0: Hey, man, don't don't ever don't ever diss my flow, son. Uh, Don't ever diss my flow, Smith Rowe. Anywho, Shut up, uh, fuck up.
1: <laughs> Rob, yeah, my uh, my AirPods are sort of running out of battery,
2: so I could okay. speed this. Yeah, up. we'll
0: speed it up a little bit. It's been dragging on a little bit too. I think we've been yeah we've been going over an hour, so sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah, Rob, they were all good. All of them were super subs, to be honest with you. Even Xhaka made an an extremely significant. Um, how, how would I say that? An extremely significant impact. impact. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> he made an extremely significant. Impact and all of the subs that Arteta brought on were good and showed why they are the starters and the guys starting are not.
2: Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised. Um, you know, not really by Bukayo Saka because we've be- come to expect these sorts of levels of performance from him. Um, but elsewhere, we saw Smith Rowe awesome I think it speaks volumes that he was the man great goal yeah brilliant goal absolutely brilliant but it speaks I love volumes, finishes but, um, like that that Arteta was uh, that Smith-Rowe was the man that Arteta looked to first to sort of fix things when it because you know the start to that second half was really bad and he was like you know what I'm not having this smith Rose on uh, and that that paid off um, Granite Shaka quietly made a massive massive impact uh, his passing was really astute. Um, always finding the mark. The pass with the tier, for the for goal to Tierney was exquisite. Mm. Um, and he's been doing
0: that. He's been doing that pretty frequently lately. Has he, he likes that little ball over <laughs> to Tierney? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, and then finally, Lacazette also really, really good. Um, mm. He's in just great form at the moment. Everything that he touch touches turns to gold. And um, um, Would Aubameyang have won that header? No, he, he wouldn't. Not. I don't no, think Aubameyang not, yeah. really would have been in that position, to be honest. Um, mm. So, yeah, really, really pleased with Lacazette. And, you know, quick plug, wrote a thread on Lacazette. And, uh, you know, statistically, he is having his best season today in an Arsenal shirt. So uh, long may the good form of his continue.
0: Yeah, it's been mm. really good. And uh, Rob, that thread was exceptional as well. Do go check it out nice on his on his Twitter page there, um, which I'm sure he'll plug at the end of the show. Alfie, what did you make of the, the the Furious... I'm sorry, Ainsley, I love you, buddy, but I can't really include you in the in the great subcategory because you just didn't really get any time. Uh, what did you make of the Furious 4's incredible impact? They won us the game, didn't they? I mean, literally, they yeah, did. they did.
1: And I think... Yeah, and I think the... Uh, we've spoken predominantly we've done it a bit differently today we've spoken predominantly about you know the individuals in the first team because that's sort of how cut games you should sort of dissect instead of looking tactical things um but i think the overall narrative of the game is that we started squad players who aren't that great and then we brought on the good players and then we got much better and we won the game it's genuinely that simple mm-hmm. um that's how it worked out and that's just literally that's the, the that's the general narrative so if we hadn't done the individual thing that's literally what we'd have been saying for fucking an hour um, <laughs> yeah. we just bought on the good players and we got better surprise surprise wow um, revolution and they were good you know <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah that's that's basically what I say and I think they'll all start probably on on Thursday
0: yeah and they should I thought all of them were, were, were tremendous and you know the one that's probably going to go under the radar, the most is uh, is Jaka because people don't really like to give him praise. But I thought mm. for somebody that I think I'd... he
1: was with Smith Rose, the, the 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 pick of the bunch. And uh, yeah, 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 hundred yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: uh, percent.
0: I, I was I was extremely pleasantly surprised that he made such a significant impact going forward. And yeah, he, I don't know I think what like it's like genuinely.
1: He he doesn't make many substitute appearances, but genuinely when he does, he seems to make a positive impact.
0: Maybe he could fill in for El Neni when Elneny inevitably goes back to Turkey. He could play the Elneny role, Jaka. We've seen him playing mm. in, you know, weird positions like left centre back and stuff like that. So hey, left you know, Do
2: you remember that? Oh, oh god. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure
0: about that.
1: Do you remember <laughs> us playing um Lichsteiner Kashelny Shaka? Back three oh, in a North London derby uh in the League Cup.
0: Oh
2: god, I don't remember that.
1: That was so bad. I was at that game. Well oh,
0: god. Oh. Anybody anybody that says Arsenal oh, fans? Yeah, aren't I do loyal remember
2: forward. that. Two 0 Spurs, that was awful. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there, yeah. There's yeah. been
0: some pretty terrible, terrible, terrible teams <laughs> that we've witnessed mm. over the years. And I mean, hey, the to fact, be to be fair, this one on paper was... wasn't that well, well just kidding mm about that
1: game, just shout that game, that was the second game. Um, uh, the, sorry, the, the first game after we recorded the first podcast together, me and Daniel.
0: Ooh. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. Okay, is there anything else you guys want to talk about um, in terms of Newcastle? I figured we could talk about the Palace game for like two minutes and maybe have our predicted lineups and then just draw it to a close. Um,
1: yeah, I just want to say, We've got Southampton or Shrewsbury away in the fourth round. It's just come out.
0: I don't oh, want. I don't want a Hassan side, really. I want. I want that. I'd
1: like sh- to play, yeah, because they'll be annoying. Yeah. Energy wise, just give us Shrewsbury, please. Yes, come please. On. Up the Shrews. The Shrews. Shrews. Um, and United got Liverpool, which is joke. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea got
2: Luton. Spurs come out yeah. Spurs got Wickham away. Oh, of course. God save. Wolves got cold. They're not winning trolling. our Sorry. cup. They're not allowed to win it. It, no, it should not. be a rule that Spurs aren't allowed
0: to win it, even if they do. They're not allowed the trophy. It's ours. <laughs> well, Rob, no, totally. I, I, I'm, I, Rob I, come on, man. I'm going to have to dis- disagree with that. And you know why? You don't need to waste your time placing rules because they're not going to fucking win a trophy <laughs> anyway.
2: <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, let's hope uh, we get Shrewsbury.
1: Starting 11s really quickly. Should we do a combined one? Yeah. Because my airpods are literally about to run. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's right. let's fly through it. Burn. Run. Arson. run a
2: scenario.
1: A <laughs> conquer. Yeah. Um back four. Bellerin comes. Uh, Bellerin okay. I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Center back partnership. It's a contentious one actually.
0: I go uh, I would go Gabrielle comes back, in my opinion. And hmm. holding.
2: I'm, perso- agree, I'm personally sticking with holding and Marie. I've heard Gabrielle's pretty short. Uh, oh, okay. So Oh on fitness. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think Well if
1: that's the case, then yeah, you play Marie. Yeah, yeah,
0: fair. L- let's Tyranny. change it to Marie then. And then yeah, Tyranny, the king okay. as a left back, obviously.
1: Yeah. Uh, um I think I don't think Partey will be fit. Or oh, I don't think we should risk him from the start. So nope. I think it'll be
2: Shaq and a Me yeah. too and I agree. Palace have been poor as Um, well, so that would be good because they'll likely sit in a nice low block and uh, Sabahis is better against those Mm. sorts of teams. True. Brexit? Um,
1: Yeah. Uh, And I'm saying Saka, Smith-Rowe, Aubameyang, Lacazette. I think that's pretty inevitable. Yeah, spot on.
0: Completely agree. So yeah, good thing we didn't waste five minutes doing that because that took all of 30 seconds because we're pretty much in complete agreement. Rob brought a good point up there. Yeah, Rob brought a good point up there with Gabrielle probably not being ready. So Mario probably get the nod once more. Okay, I'm done. I've been sitting down for over five hours in this chair with very little lumbar support. So I would like to get up and move around. Uh, Alfie. Before your headphones die, my friend, yeah. give me the marketing opportunity of a lifetime. What do you got to? Pl- I'm giving you a marketing opportunity of a lifetime. What do you got to? Pl-
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, I was gonna say we love you, Arsenal Record UK, but I've actually got something else. I was reading uh, okay. last night how to grow your podcast. Um, basically, it was a pretty generic list, and everything we did, we that was on there, we do. The one thing we don't do enough is uh telling the readers to do shit. I mean not the readers, the listeners. So listeners, if you're listening, leave a review, um, <laughs> you know, a rating and that. Share the podcast, please. Um and yeah, we rate you. Um otherwise you're a lazy cunt. So yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> I actually I do actually tell them to yeah, do no. that at the end well, of we, the we show. You should, should
1: do it at more natural points, that's what the,
0: the thing is. Just like, like every just revealing our every tactics. five
2: minutes just blurt yeah. out. <laughs>
0: Life. Don't forget to leave a review Like, like and subscribe, and subscribe. <laughs> Classic <laughs> I also I don't say I rate them If they uh, If they do so yeah, So maybe I'll start yeah, doing that You them. don't rate them,
1: it's just a standard requirement yeah. really.
0: Oh <laughs> Bare minimum bitches Really you, you cool should uncles. be just like giving Look, us just... money
1: Yeah You should be paying us After every podcast you listen At least 50 <laughs> quid each
0: spot on bertha uh speaking of value and money and stuff here's your marketing opportunity yeah um
2: two twitter pages firstly my page afc blogger 49 uh i'm doing threads there on a weekly basis and we're also as i mentioned last week doing weekly threads on the the website's page at uh, W-L-Y-A blog, um, so do check that out, Alfie is doing the next one I believe and who knows who will be doing yeah, yeah. the one after that, so stay tuned probably in. me, because <laughs> i got two planned good stuff
0: fair enough mm. good stuff, so, yeah, go check them out um, also, wait, also check out oh, yeah, the podcast page which I talked about earlier on Twitter at canon underscore podcast mm. and yeah do so, give him a follow, do all that stuff. Leave a review, like Alfie was saying, we should say. So I'm gonna say it again. Nice. Leave a review, share it where you can. Appreciate you. Alfie, the song. I was singing right now, na 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 by Akon earlier. Maybe that would yeah, be Yeah I was good thinking one.
2: that. But Alfie probably disagrees. What is it? Sing it. Have I
0: ever I can I say can I say so? I will. Before I say this, do you guys want to hear a fun fact about Akon and me? And this is genuinely real. I sure. swear to God. I, I went to a, to a little free concert that was held at Universal Studios in Orlando when I was about like 11 or so. Akon was the guy performing. He staged – he didn't really stage dive, but he was like on the shoulders of his um, like security guards. And he was like right in front of me, and he was holding like my dad's hand and stuff. So that was pretty cool. But then he he fell down, like off of his security guard, and kicked the eleven year old me right in the chest. So I ran, I I ran, I I ran out of the concert through hordes of people, crying because that grown man. Genuinely, it was accidental, obviously. So I won't sue. But genuinely, <laughs> hurt me with this Air Force Ones, laying it into my prepubescent chest. <laughs> this amazing story. Can you the song, then. Sing it. Sing it. Yeah. Sing it. Uh, do you want? Do you want? Do you, does this serve as like the singing out too, or am I going to have to you sing have to it maybe a, multiple times?
1: <laughs> See if I have a proof.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I want to make love right now, now, now. I want to make oh, a yeah. bright, now, nah, now, nah, now. Nah. Wish we oh, never broke up, right, now, nah, nah, We have a good song. We've we had a few good go songs. They've mainly go, been my right, nice suggestions. Nah, nah,
1: nah. The ones from you are always shite. Yeah, but the, it's
0: got to be. Alfie.
1: Like <laughs> okay, we'll,
0: He kicked me in the chest. Can you okay, just put we'll him that. at the end we'll of do the do show? That. Do you want to sing us out? Bye. Goodbye. Okay, yep. I want to make love right now, nah, nah. I want to make love.